Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of NASCARD Radio. This is episode number 18, I believe. Um, uh, your pal Val and co-host Jason, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. I just kind of smiled at your, your catchy nickname. I, n- I need to get a catchy nickname like you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I uh, try to make it easy for everybody to try to remember us I Grin, how can anybody forget us, you know, with NASCAR and NASCAR trading cards and stuff. So uh, we're back for another episode. I'm super excited to have you on. I know you've been uh, out for a little bit. Super excited. We got two weeks of NASCAR in the book. So we're going to do a recap of the Truck Xfinity and Cup race last week. We got a new segment, new topic, talk about possibly some dream sets and see what you think and what I think and maybe what the listeners think would be cool. Uh, we're going to follow that with some recap of 2020 Dunruss. I was able to open some, and uh, I believe you were able to open some. And then we're going to finish off the show with a nice contest. But let's uh, jump into uh, our first segment here. Last week, they were in Las Vegas. And uh, so we had a truck race, Xfinity, and Cup, naturally. So... There's a little bit of rain delay, and I think it was the Xfinity, so it kind of finished later. But in the truck race, Kyle Busch was entered, and so Kyle Busch won the truck race. <laughs> he is a one-man wrecking crew when it comes to the truck race. And I don't know, on a side note, if you saw earlier in the week, there was a bounty. Uh, I guess Kevin Harvick was trying to uh, prod uh, the truck and said he put up $50,000 for anybody who can beat, any of the cup guys who could beat. Kyle Busch in the truck truck race. And then Marcus Limonis, who is uh, a gander outdoors. I think he owns that company as well. Other stuff, you might have seen him on the profit. Right, yep. He was going to put up, he's going to put up $50,000. So it's a $100,000 bounty for any cup driver who can beat Kyle Busch. Now, Kyle Busch was on the Barstool podcast, and he said it costs about $140,000 to run a truck. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's going to take him up. I thought I saw Chase Elliott throw his hat in the ring, so it's going to be interesting. I think that would be awesome for the truck series. So that will be interesting. So, yeah, Kyle Busch won the truck, no surprise. And then Dane Smith was the highest finishing rookie in the truck. Check my cheat sheet. He doesn't have a lot of cards, or I should say his first year was in 2018. He's got some Donruss the next in line. Uh, that next in line is pretty uh, popular because it has Haley Deegan's first card in it. And then he's got some signatures. He's in the Panini certified signatures. And he's in Prime, if you believe it. And Victory Lane. And that's where he's got most of his, or his base cards. So moving over to the Xfinity, uh, Chase Briscoe was the winner of that. And Harrison, um, Harrison Burton was the highest finishing rookie at the fifth position. And we talked about Harrison Burton before. He had was the highest finishing rookie last week, I believe. Uh, Chase Briscoe, he's, again, these guys running in the Xfinity and the truck. They're young guys, so they don't have a, a lot of cards. With it. They have cards, you know, not too long ago. So I say all that to say that Chase Briscoe has cards in the 2018 Certified and 2018 Prism Prime and Victory Lane Signatures. But really, his base card is in the certified. That's one of the reasons I like that certified. They only did it in 2016 and 2018, but it seemed like that's where they were doing some of the rookies. So, and then he has 
let's see, let's go to Harrison Burton. I think, I don't know if you were, we talked about him before, Jason, but he actually has the card, Harrison Burton, in 2012, total memorabilia. He's like eight years old. Yeah, we did talk about that. Um, one of the earlier episodes, maybe like 10 or something. It, it's been a little while, but yeah, I definitely remember that name. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm still crazy. trying to find one of his signatures, yeah. <laughs> but then after that, he's got uh, cards in 2017. In 2017, Don Ross, the Phenoms, 2017, Absolute, uh, 2017, Torque. So, like I said, I don't want to spend a lot of time on them since we've talked uh, about them. And, of course, if anybody has any questions or needs more information, they can always hit, hit me up on Twitter at NASCAR Radio. And then getting into the cup, Real quick, Joey Logano won from Penske, the Ford, and the highest finishing rookie, let's see, this time I believe it was Tyler Reddick, who was one of the, the big three from Xfinity that moved up. And I think we've talked about Joey Logano. His, he's kind of interesting because he has some cards in 2008 signed. He has some signatures, and he's got some inserts. And they actually did a, uh, in, the, in the VIP, he actually has a zero card. Uh, what Press Pass would do would make a special commemorative card that would be zero either for Daytona winners or um, championship winners. Or But in this case, they did, um, they're did. they trying to get a, a slice bread, a card here before, you know, early in that season or early in that year. He has a lot of stuff in 2009, but not too much. I think he's an American Thunder as well, the signatures. So. And then... Tyler Reddick, he's in that uh, 2016 Panini Certified and, and 2016 Prism Signatures, Torque. He's got a base. I think that's it. So I know we hit kind of run through that quick. Don't want to bore everybody. But, again, you know, the, the, you can see the Harrison Burton, that's twice in two weeks. He's the highest finishing rookie. And, um, you know, the big three in Xfinity, Tyler Reddick, uh, Cole Custer, Christopher Bell, and actually you need to throw in – I was going to say John Hunter Newcheck, but I think he might be actually he's in Cup. So that's wrapping that up. I don't know if you had any if you saw any of the race or had any questions, Jason. No, I think it's interesting because you know, granted we're on. I think you said episode. Would you say eighteen? Eighteen. Yeah. So you know, for the fifteen shows or whatever that I've been on here with you, it's it's interesting from an outsider standpoint, like me coming in with minimal knowledge, learning and seeing these guys jump up and, you know, a guy like Tyler Reddick, that was somebody that we talked about last, I say last year, but I mean 2019, you know, that was somebody that we talked about in previous episodes and I've even seen guys, like I'm starting to pay a little bit more attention to Ryan Blaney a little bit, but, you know, again, going back to the Harrison Burton, we kind of talked about him one episode and then, you know, here he's winning a race, you know, and it's kind of that, you're seeing guys bump up um, and I'm learning slowly, learning the system of, you know, the different levels. Uh, so it's nice to see these guys getting wins and uh, getting more notoriety. Yeah, it's NASCAR is a little bit different from, you know, everybody like, I guess, they, they first learn about baseball or football, hockey or basketball, you know. It's a little bit different, but once you kind of wrap your head around the racing, it's, it's not too bad. It's it's cool, you know, you see these guys working their way up and like you talk about Ryan Blaney and uh, you know, he, he was in the lower levels and and there's such a big I don't say push for new rookies, but the older guys are retiring and there's a lot 
of really young, good talent coming up that's fighting so fighting for these rods, and it's only going to help the sport, make it more entertaining. Uh, you know, we talked about with Jimmy Johnson. That was the other thing too, as I saw. Uh, you know, Jimmy Johnson's retiring at the end of the, this year, and so there's going to be a vacancy at Hendrick Motorsports. So, you know, who's going to fill that? And then wherever that person comes from, where are they going to drop in? So, you know, it's this little uh, say pecking order, but, you know, it's these slots that start to fill up, and as these guys age um, and retire, uh, there's a lot of guys. Kevin Harvick, I think his rookie's back in 99. I was looking at a, a at their year, that they their card as to how long they've been in the sport, and you know, there's other guys that could also walk away because they don't need the money or whatever it is. You know, the guys have done real well, but there's a big influx of talent ready to go. So it's it's exciting. I'm uh, I'm excited about the future of NASCAR. So and then you know it just leads right into the trading cards. So so one of the things that I brought up that I wanted to talk about this week stems from, you know, I want to have the discussion, but it stems from something that Topps posted uh, within the past week, few days. I saw Ryan Cracknell posted it uh, through Beckett where Topps is going to come out with Allen and Ginter Chrome and Stadium Club Chrome. Uh, I think there might have been another one that I'm not thinking of. Did you see any of that news? Yes. It was Stadium Club, like, update, and the Allen Ginter Chrome. Those are, I think, the two... Yeah, because they had the industry summit, I think, and they were right. releasing some information. Right. So anyways, what it kind of got me thinking, which I kind of saw a little bit of an uproar with the Allen and Ginter Chrome, but that's like a whole different discussion. So it kind of got me thinking of, you know, NASCAR is so limited on the sets that they produce. I know we've said got to be less than 10 per year. It's like six or something, right? We're down to four. We were five. We were okay. down now. Or, okay, so kind of got me thinking of since they are, like with Donruss, you get Optic, you get Donruss, you get uh, Contenders cards. There are, uh, I thought there was something else, maybe not, maybe that was another set. But anyway, so you're getting these kind of mini sets because they're inserts in Donruss in the flagship because they're not going to produce a whole other set of contenders or optic or whatever as a standalone product so my question to you is and i have answers myself but i'll i'll give the question to you first what would you like to see panini or whatever there's no limits on this but like what set would you either like to see return or would you like to see created going forward um in you know like i said there's no no limits on this kind of like a dream set um and then i'll I'll rebuttal with my my t- two suggestions. Well, you say that. Um, one thing that came to mind was, like, for Dunruss, they used to make update sets in NASCAR. It wasn't a big set. It might have been either 45 cards back in the day when they were actually making errors to make errors, but uh, down to 15 cards, I think it was in 95. But, like, a Dunruss update set, my only – I love Dunruss. Dunruss, I think, is one of the – better products, uh, not that the other ones are bad, but for me, I like collecting base sets and everything else. So cards come out right when Daytona happens, and the week before Daytona or two is the media day, so they don't get the updated pictures until their first release, which has been, or second release, which is for the last two years have been Victory Lane. Right. 
So I I love a little update for the updated stuff in 2020 Dunruss. That would be cool with some new photos with current driver suits and stuff like that. The Panini Instant, that was something that was made in 2016 for the playoffs, and then they did the whole 2017 season and then shuttered it. You know, I think that's awesome. Or even if they didn't do the whole uh, whole season, they could do other things like in Darlington they have the throwback race and have um, some cards throughout the year. I think they lose out because I like the 2017 and the 2016 instant because the 2017 instant had the first wins for Ryan Blaney, cup wins for Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and Austin Dillon. And the reason I remember that is because it was in that car, those in that set. And then I, um, you know, get those autographs from the drivers. So I think that's so some of the talking, stuff. Sorry, I was supposed to ask you, are you talking like a Panini Instant with just the single cards, or are you talking Panini Instant and then maybe like mini sets like Tops does the Throwback Thursdays on a weekly basis? You know, that's a good thing. I didn't even think about that. I guess the mini sets would be awesome as well. You know, like to your point, Tops does it, and Panini does it as well. For the other sports, if you notice, there was a rated rookie set for football this year. Right. Designed after the 89, maybe. And then there was an NBA rookies uh, all-star game set as well. Not only just the the individual events, but actually these little subsets. So I, I just think they, unfortunately, NASCAR is at the bottom of the totem pole. So baseball and, or I guess should say basketball, football, you know, get get some of that stuff. But I would love to see yeah, some of that stuff. Sure. Okay, so obviously like, I asked you the question and I have my responses. And I, I had a little bit more time to put into this. I kind of put you on the spot, of course. I would love to see, I love the Donruss designs. The one thing that always bothers me is I think Topps has done so well with Topps Heritage for baseball, and it's such a coveted set every year and so collected that I would love to see Panini do that with Donruss. Not necessarily, you know, Donruss Heritage, we'll call it, you know, in air quotes, but Donruss is such a popular set, and even hoops with basketball that they do it every year, but it just drives me nuts that I feel like they're missing an opportunity to do that, that dull, that matte cardstock instead of a glossy uh, because they do it plenty with the inserts and the optic and the chrome and contenders. I would love to see some sort of dull down Topps Heritage-esque Don Russ set uh, for NASCAR. And then my other one, which is kind of a pipe dream, is I would love to see some tobacco-sized cards that I know that they did, you know, early 19th century and one of our listeners and fellow collectors, Ken Kinsley, does a lot of those early racing tobacco size sets. I just think that would be kind of cool, that size and those kind of artwork-looking cards to do something with racing with that again. Yeah, I like that. Actually, you could take uh, however they design the Race Kings and then put that kind of in a tobacco or a mini size. Yeah, actually, you're right. I wasn't even thinking that far into it. And then if you really want to go further, they could work with some sponsors and on the back put, like, Goodyear oh, sure. or any of the primary sponsors in the in the series or whatever uh, if you want to change your backs. You know, I'm thinking of, like, the Polar Bear and some other stuff, and then, like, T206, right. whatever. But, yeah, that, uh, hmm. those are good, good ideas. 
Now I think we're in the wrong business. I think you just had a pretty good idea with the sponsors on the back. I think you well, you one up me on I, that one. So, <laughs> well, I'm always you know looking at some of the older cards, and I I don't know you know they're so busy making these cards, and you get that kind of gray line between one company and the other company. So you know NASCAR and Panini, if they had a better partnership. Or working with the tracks, I think I had said before, like in the 88 Max, they actually have cards for the tracks, like the track layout and information. They got right. like, you know, the phone numbers. But now with social media and everything else, you could put so much more information. It would benefit the, the tracks. And I don't know if NASCAR is oblivious to this or what. Maybe it's not worth it because there's, you know, how many hundreds of thousands or millions of cards that are getting created. But I also point out that, you know, there's still Macs out there with the old uh, Country Time Lemonade that Michael Walter brand or the Red Baron Pizza that Buddy Baker was running back in 88. You know, those cards live in closets and that brand and that design and is around, you know, almost forever. So I think maybe the companies are short-sighted and think, okay, I, it's, you know, right now, but you know, Charlotte Motor Speedway is not going anywhere. And if their social media is going to be around for the next 10 or 20 years or whatever it is that, um, you know, the phone numbers or whatever, web addresses, that is an opportunity to seize the next, you know, 10, 20 years and, and put it in a set. So. Oh, for sure. Absolutely agree. So the one thing we're going to do is, you know, of course we talked about it on the show where our opinions were. Um, we're actually going to put this on Twitter. We'll pose the question to everybody else and, I'd like to get some discussion. Uh, we'll post it on the NASCAR Radio Twitter account and see what everybody else thinks, I'm sure. As good as I think our ideas were, I think there's probably some better ones out there. But I think uh, our tobacco one was pretty good, I'm not going to lie. So. <laughs> I know the NASCAR collectors are, you know, super diehard and just, you know, I'm sure they have some great ideas that will blow ours out of the water. And yeah, I'm waiting, sure. I can't wait to see what they are. So, And moving along to our next segment, the 2020 Donruss. Uh, I was able to finally get to open some, and I think, Jason, you were able to get to open some. Yep, definitely. You know, I thought it was thought it was a, a fun rip. You know, I wasn't, there was a lot, a lot of cards. <laughs> they did change uh, the parallels for the last couple of years. We had um, silver, gold, and black. Uh, they still have the silver, but the the black is now. I mean, the gold is now red, and the black is now blue. I think they had the green and other stuff. But um, and I think so. Before you go, before you go on, I'm I'm looking yeah. at the cards. You said that, and it hadn't clicked until just now. So we have the '87 Don Rust design in these. Yes. I'm wondering if that's why they took the black and the gold parallels out. Because if you look oh. at the sides of the cards, obviously the 87 Don Ross is black, but they have those gold, not pinstripes, but little border things. I'm wondering if mm -hmm. that's why they took those out. I bet you are exactly right. I did not think about that. Yeah, I didn't either until you just talked about it and I was looking at them, so I'm wondering. But, okay, carry on. But, I, you know, I love the retros with the yellow backs like the old 87s I know we had talked about in an earlier segment about, like, the heritage and having the whole set. And the Donruss is like a set in a set because you have the first hundred cards r roughly, and then the second set is the retro design 
you know, the first, I guess it was 15 cards are the Race Kings, and those look beautiful. I don't know how you liked them. I'll be honest. I didn't, it wasn't my favorite design this year. Really? Okay. I looked at them, and I'm like, oh, man, these are going to be nice autographed in silver. So, so I'm trying to pull one up, and I'm trying to look through my stack here. You but, know, then it breaks it from the design to the rated rookies, and then the white border base, and then have the cars. I don't know if I'm a big fan of the cars subset. I would rather lose that and put in, like, the track cards, track layouts, or some more of the Xfinity and truck drivers. Uh, and then they actually repeated the cars in the retro. But, you know, that's probably the only knock I can, I can put on it. Otherwise than that, it was, it was a lot of fun. Okay, so I have to retract a little bit. For some reason, the Race Kings was not what I was thinking of. Completely good with that. It's nostalgic. It's the 87 design. I'm good with that. For some reason, I was thinking of the Elite insert those i'm not a fan of so i have to there's a lot of white a lot of white border for me yeah i would agree yeah so no everything with the base set um I'm, i'm okay with the cars you know it doesn't bother me either way i think the thing that bothers me the most is not knowing which way to turn the card as opposed to anything you know a personal thing but uh no i was good with everything i would say the white base set design it's probably my least favorite. But everything else I was good with. Yeah, the, the only other thing I would um, say was when you talk about that is the backs. You know, they put a lot they put a lot of the verbiage on it, but there's really not a lot of stats. You know, I was thinking of the 88 Max and stuff where they had the yearly recaps of their their wins, you know, top fives, top tens. and There's a lot of information. Too. Photography is nice. The cards are nice. Uh, and to your point, a bunch of the different subsets, you know, the contenders that was new this year the top tier was the same but you know different design uh i think you touched on the elite that was kind of underwhelming i think there was dominators uh, they got rid of the next in line but they did beef up the rated rookie section with Haley deegan and Derek kraus so i was excited about that i gotta say the retro insert and I'm I'm that nineties kid, you know, saved by the bell and all that. But that retro and yes. was probably my favorite. And I know I've seen was similar it? things with the optic and the Don Ross basketball. I, I kinda forgot about it until I opened it and got one and I got a Byron and a Blaney, so I was happy with that. And then so you know that action pack that we talked about last time I was on here with you. Uh I just I, I know it's an insert. I know it's Donruss, but man, I would I would love to have the action packed from the '90s with that embossed card. Yeah, I, I liked last year's design of the action pack. I wasn't, I liked it. I wasn't, I must say, it wasn't my favorite subset. Now, I do remember the the retro you said it because it had like a pink and a purple on it or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and it it made me think of a you know definitely not <laughs> definitely '90s. I opened one box, and you, I don't know how many you opened, but I opened one hobby box, so I don't have much to compare to, but did yours seem to deliver the same number of all the inserts per box? Yeah, I opened two, and I did the gold slash red. I got five from each box, uh, four of the, the blue, and I, you know, me, I always use those numbers to try to figure out what kind of run... Uh, maybe right. how many cases were made, and then I'm trying to backtrack of how much optic was made because there's one per pack. So my guesstimate would be, okay, there's you get four 
say the the red. So there's it's numbered to two ninety nine. There's two hundred cards in a set. You get five a box. You know uh, there's twenty four packs to a box. So you do the do the math and that and you figure out kind of how many cases were made and then you do the same for the the blue. Right. And then you figure out how many packs were made, and that kind of throws it into the, okay, that's how many optic were probably produced. Uh, and, you know, half of that number is going to be silver because I got 12 out of both boxes of silver and there's 24 packs to kind of get an idea. And I think my ratio of the optic hollow to optic, optic base was like 6 and 18 for the other. So, again, using number, using that loose math, just kind of get an idea of what the print runs were. Okay. Because, I mean, you think about it, though, you know, numbered to 299, it's only 300 sets. That's not a lot. And I think racing, I wish I, we could get somebody from Panini to tell us what kind of print run it is, because I'm pretty sure it's got to be smaller than, than the other sports. Oh, I mean, it should be for sure. Um, just based off of, I, I don't mean this negatively, but I'm sure there's less buyers. You know what I mean? So there's got to be less. Why would you make more to something you're not going to sell as much of or even the same number so right and uh, i assume the same thing so that's what i'm saying like because the optic and that stuff's not numbered i I still i love the optic i think that's a great sleeper i think we had talked about it before you need at least two boxes to get to even try to work on a base donor set and i did see them online i think this is kind of uh, encouraging that the the sets were about eighty dollars plus shipping for the base Dunruss, so that's not even optic, and the optic's going to get. I think you need four or five boxes to get out to work right. on an optic set. I wanted to ask you on the optic. Looking solely at the base cards, I don't know if you have any in front of you or remember. I had a lot of miscut optic cards, and I didn't really um, have that with the base set. It just seemed like a lot of the optics were miscut, and not. I think horrible. I didn't note not like a bad error, but just you know, not grade, not grade worthy. I, I think I. When you said that made me think of last year, I did notice that some, but I don't. I think it could be the whole run is that way for whatever reason. Yeah. So I, great when you're saying that, it made me think of um, like 2011 Element. There were some cards in there that I'd open a case or two, and it seemed like every card was cut, miscut that way because you know that was the run. Yeah. You know, it's only a hundred cards set the optic, and again, we're probably not looking at another release until late May, June, so it gives everybody time to work on these, collect either players or whatever, drivers or whatever, without having to worry about, like, the other sports, you know, everything's hitting so quick. Yeah, definitely. So before we go into the contest, did you have anything else on the Don Ross? I think I pretty much covered everything I wanted to. Yeah, you know, I've just reminded everybody that they get two memorabilia and one autographed on average. I've seen some of the autographs online. They're stickers, naturally, but the card design and in that optic, I think it was Mike maybe had the Danica Patrick that was really nice looking. You know, they look a lot better, I think, in per- person than they do on the photos. I don't know how you feel about that. but You know, I, I was okay with it. Um, some stickers bother me, some don't, and these ones I was okay with. I thought it was a, it was a good product. It's good first release of the year. Yeah, and I think they uh, the, do that on purpose. I mean, the same way that Tops, the flagship, comes out first, and then Heritage comes out. I think, I think it's smart to do the collector brands first. Uh, and I don't know. If, so the contest is back. There's a VIP contest. 
for a Daytona experience. Yep. Actually, and Les won last year. Les is in the Nuts Facebook group and Nuts Forum. So it was great to see a fellow Nuts person win. And had they, Panini actually released a little video of him. I think he's talking to Joey Logano. They're opening some packs of the new Donruss. So I don't know if you saw that clip. I did, actually. So I was pretty uh, not surprised. I was very happy for Les. So Les has been around. I've been collecting racing cards for a long time. So it was cool to see a fellow nuts and then also somebody as passionate for NASCAR trading cards as us. So I try, I try to reach out to him so see so get him on the show. It brings some. Yeah, that would be awesome. It kind of brings credibility to the group. You know, when the the convenience stores sell a Powerball ticket, then they put a sign outside that says, you know, winning ticket sold here. I think that's pretty cool that, you know, somebody in the, in a NASCAR collecting group was the winner. It wasn't some random person that bought one box and doesn't know anything about it. I think that's pretty cool that there's a, uh, a diehard collector out there that was the winner. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, actually, I didn't tell you about this, but I don't know um, – you want to talk about this or not? We can cut it if not. But um, there was uh, I seen somebody on the hobby hotline talk about um, a Zion card that had gotten lost in the mail for thousands of dollars, and uh, it came to my attention that a big card in the NASCAR trading card hobby is lost and stolen. Okay, it's a nineteen eighty eighty nine Winter Circle Lee Petty with no NASCAR on the back. Okay. Uh, We'll we'll talk about the '89 Winter Circle in a later episode, but the gist of this um, was that they produced this first car, Lee Petty, to test and bring to NASCAR and get the approval to produce the set. Now there's I think less than a hundred made, and um, for those chasing that card, it I've only seen one come up on auction. So a good friend of the show, Logan, uh, purchased that. It was an SGC holder actually. So he reached out to PSA to see if they would grade it, and uh, he sent it to the process, had it insured, and never made it to his house. Made it to his post office, but never made it to his house. Uh, and talking to him, I found out the PSA actually uses a third party for their insurer. They don't go through the post office for insurance, so he's working on getting that. So uh, if anybody sees a 1989 Winter Circle Lee Petty with no NASCAR on the back, uh, that was the only correction that NASCAR wanted them to make. Uh, basically, they wanted to have NASCAR statistics on the back instead of just career statistics on the back. So uh, that's how you kind of determine the difference. So when you talk about the other sports, the cards can be millions of dollars. When it comes to NASCAR, you know, sure. the, the high end is you know about fifteen hundred dollars. Um, so and then it drops yeah, off that's quick. So but crazy and unfortunate. But, but you know, it's more about the car being missing and, and something it's like a t206 hornus wagner uh, uh you know okay. when it pops up everybody's gonna uh, i don't know what you do with it right it's, about, it's like a picasso or uh something huh. uh okay uh it, it's something that's super rare in the hobby so i don't know uh we'll see what happens if it fell behind somebody's uh right seat like the griswold uh christmas bonus or um if this is truly uh was taken so we'll find out so that's it. I guess we can go to the contest. Yep. So we're going to close out the show this week uh, with a contest. You know, Val opened a couple boxes. I opened the box of Don Russ uh, 2020. And between the two of us, we pulled a Kevin Harvick Optic Illusions 
Gold, numbered 7 out of 10, and a Kevin Harvick auto, or excuse me, autographed Optic Illusions out of 99. So we were going to give one card away, uh, then we realized that we both pulled a, a similar card, so we kind of thought it would be interesting to do kind of a surprise contest. So the way that this is going to work is we're going to post a link on NASCAR Radio Twitter. Uh, what we would like you to do is retweet that tweet and also follow the account to enter. Um, we're going to pick two winners, and how it's going to work is you are not going to know which Kevin Harvick card you are going to receive until it shows up in your mailbox. Uh, so we're going to pick two winners, and I'm going to send one of the Harvicks, and Val is going to send one of the Harvicks to those winners um, at random. We'll just kind of flip a coin for who gets what, and you won't know until it shows up in your mailbox which one you're getting. So uh, definitely follow Twitter. We'll post that up, you know, today, over the weekend, something, something very soon with some pictures so you can see it. But we want you to retweet and follow the NASCAR radio account. Yeah, I'm super excited for uh, everybody that you got a future Hall of Famer and NASCAR champion, uh, you know, numbered to 10 and an auto numbered to 99. So good luck, everybody. Yep, and we'll, Jason, we will uh, take care of that, and we'll get it posted up very, very soon. Um, I was going to say, Jason, thank you again, as always. I don't know if you had any parting thoughts. Um, my parting thought is, follow and retweet so uh, we can get some contest winners and some Christmas in, we'll say, March by the time it gets sent out. So, yes, awesome. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast. Leave a review. Let us know what we can do to get better. Follow at NASCAR Radio on Twitter. You can also check out the blog at uh, NASCARradio.com pack breaks, all kinds of information. Uh, had a, actually a gentleman reach out to me on uh, Twitter to find out about the difference. I had to find a counterfeit 1980 Max Dale Earnhardt. So that information and stuff like that is out on the website. So thanks for everybody for listening, and we will catch you next week.